0: Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. we hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Man, that was a great introduction. Uh, well, hi once again. My name is Katya. My name is actually Katarina, but I just go by Katya. If you're interested in the story, I'll tell you later. Um, and I come I come from a small country in Eastern Europe. It's called Moldova. This is what Moldova looks like when taken by a professional photographer. Quite cute, right? This is what Moldova actually looks like on a sunny day. I don't wanna show you what Moldova looks like on a rainy day. Um, If you guys don't know where Moldova is, don't sweat it. Nobody does, I barely do, it's totally fine. I just ask one thing, don't confuse it with Genovia because that one is actually not real. And Moldova is, it exists on the map, I promise. But that being said, my husband and I moved to Florida three years ago because we were kind of done with that. When I introduce myself, I like to say that I believe in Jesus, I believe in hot tea, and I believe in the Lean Startup methodology. But somehow, since I moved to America, my hot tea became sweet iced tea and hot Wells coffee. I know, guys, there's something about America, y'all, that changes people. And before I dig into the message today, I just want to ask you guys for your mercy and for your grace and for your understanding. This is my second time delivering a full-time message. The first time was an hour ago, so it's still very fresh. And, and I'm also doing it in my third language, so you'll hear some accent, you'll hear some mispronunciations of the words, and, and you know what? If nothing in this message makes sense, I just ask you for a couple of things. One, love Jesus, say your prayers, and read your Bible. That's all that's important. And if you're new here, for the love of God, give us another chance next week. Please give us another chance next week. All right, well, without a third review, there comes the accent. Um, Let's dig in. If you have your Bibles, please open them at 1 Kings 3, and we're going to go for verses 23 to 28. And before we actually read from them, I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory. So at this point in the Bible, um, King Solomon is reigning, and he is the son of David. He's somewhat fresh on the throne, and he um, is believed to be quite young, about 20 years of age or so. And... um, in his kingdom, there were two women that, well, at least one of them was literally looking for trouble. What happened is that they both birthed a child each, and they both had sons, and due to an un- un- unfortunate circumstances, one of the children uh, passed away. So the woman whose child passed away thought it would be a good idea to switch the kids. She gave her deceased child to the the woman with the alive child and took the alive child for herself. So needless to say, that woman caused a lot of drama because when the other woman woke up in the morning, saw the deceased child, she realized that's not her child. So they weren't able to solve it on their own and they went to King Solomon to help rule out the dispute. And this is what the king said the one says this is my son that is alive and your son is dead and the other says no but your son is dead and my son is a living one and the king, sa- king said bring me a sword so a sword was brought before the king and the king said divide the living child in two and then give half to one and half to the other then the woman whose son was alive said to the king because her heart yearned for her son oh my lord give her the living child by no means put him to death But the other said, he shall be neither mine nor yours, divide him. Then the king answered and said, give the living child to the first woman, and by no means put him to death. She is his mother. And all Israel heard of the judgment that the king had rendered, and they stood in awe of the king because they perceived that the wisdom of God was in him to do justice. I'm going to read that last part one more time. And all Israel heard that the judgment that the king had rendered, and they stood in awe of the king because they perceived that the wisdom of God was in him to do justice. I want to talk to you about the wisdom of God today. And as we're digging into this message, I also want to make sure that we're all on the same page. I want to make sure that we we got it covered. So, Let's look at the definition of wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is a quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. So in other words, it's kind of a, a good or a proper use of knowledge. But there is another level on top of wisdom. There is something called godly wisdom. And godly wisdom, however, is the ability to see life from God's perspective and act Accordingly, So there's earthly wisdom and God's wisdom, the ability to see from God's perspective and act accordingly. Let's give the two a quick comparison. Earthly wisdom appeals to senses and feelings, but godly wisdom is from God and reflects him. Earthy wisdoms ask you to follow your heart, but godly wisdom says that the heart is deceitful above all things. Earthy wisdom says that seeing is believing, but godly wisdom says blessed be those who have not seen, yet they have believed. Earthy wisdom says to love your friends and to love your family, but godly wisdom says to also love your enemies and bless them. Earthy wisdom says that there are many ways to God. But godly wisdom says that there is only one way to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Amen. So as I was preparing for for this message today, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I kind of chose it because now many people talk about it, and I thought I'm going to be unique. But I was mind blown how much there is about wisdom in the bible there's wisdom upon wisdom and upon wisdom and upon wisdom and not only there is wisdom in the in the bible god calls it and tells us to seek for wisdom to want wisdom to desire wisdom and my question was well, why? Why does God want us to have wisdom first and foremost? And I found a quick answer in Proverbs um, chapter 3, verse 13 through 14. It says, Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding, for the gain from her, her being the wisdom, is better than the gain from silver and her profit better than gold. So wisdom, you'll profit and you'll gain from wisdom more than you can gain from any material thing possible on earth. Wow, I want some of that. Give me some wisdom. So now that we know what is godly wisdom, what is earthy wisdom, and we know that it's important to have godly wisdom, we know that God wants us to seek for wisdom, my question is, well, how do I do it, right? Right? So I want to give you three very practical ways, very simple but practical ways to get wisdom. And for this first one, I want to look back into the first kings um, at Solomon and see what did Solomon do to be able to be so wise and to get, to rule out that dispute in a wise way. So, before the story of the two women, we learned that Solomon liked to go to high places and bring a um, sacrifice. And in one of the times when he went to one of those high places to bring a sacrifice, um, God talked to Solomon in his sleep. And God told Solomon, hey, ask me for anything, I got you. What do you want? And Solomon, what he did, it was actually pretty impressive to me. He first thanked God for all the blessings that he got. He thanked God for all the blessings that his father, David, got. And only after that, he said in verse 9, Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind, also known as wisdom, to govern your people that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to govern your great people. So what Solomon did is he asked for wisdom. The first step in gaining wisdom is to ask. Ask. Yay. (laughs) All right. Imagine, guys, that... Think about yourself as a three-year-old, four-year-old, and imagine going to your parents, going to your dad, or just going to someone who's older and wiser than you and saying, "Yeah, can I get some wisdom, please? What are they gonna say? They're gonna say, oh, you're cute, old soul. But they might give you an advice, and they're gonna be proud of you, but they're not going to be able to actually give you wisdom. They're not gonna make you more wise than where you already are at the moment. But guess what? God can. You can go to God and say, God, can I please have some wisdom? And God will use the knowledge that you have at that moment and will give you wisdom. Not only will he do that, he actually, God wants you to. God wants you to reach out to him. God wants you to seek him. God wants you to look for his support and help in any troubling situation that you you might be. We are not meant to do life by ourselves. God is here to help us. But what's still mind-blowing to me is that Above all of that, God still wants us to seek wisdom first. And you know how I know that? Because when Solomon asked for wisdom, God was so pleased that Solomon asked for wisdom instead of riches that God gave Solomon wisdom, God gave Solomon riches, and he sprinkled some honor on top. There we go. So may I encourage you today? Take a pause from asking for material things. Don't stop it, because there's nothing wrong in asking for material things. Just take a pause, take a step back, and ask for wisdom first. Take a pause from asking for a new car. Take a pause from asking for a new house. Take a pause from asking for that designer purse. Girl, I, I wanted to, I know, I understand, but take a pause. Take a pause and ask for wisdom first and how to manage your finances. Take a pause from asking for a new job, a promotion, or a raise. Take a pause, take a step back, and ask for wisdom in how to use the knowledge that you have in the situation that you are in to continue growing. Take a pause for asking for a lavish vacation, and ask God for wisdom in how to rejoice in here and now. Take a pause from asking for material things, and ask for wisdom instead, and then watch God do miracles on your life. But guess what, guys? Wisdom wisdom has to kind of be based on something. It has to have a foundation. It has to have a root. And and one of the roots of wisdom is knowledge. Get this. You can have knowledge without having wisdom, but you cannot have wisdom without knowledge. Knowledge is a necessary precondition to having knowledge wisdom and what does that tell us that tell us that our next step toward gaining knowledge is to study study your bible and use use your bible to to quote um to quote it in different situations so do you guys know who is a great example in the bible who used wisdom through knowledge Jesus. Jesus is an incredible example of applying wisdom through knowledge. Jesus would get himself into sticky situations, but every time he would get into a sticky situation, he would quote the Bible. He would quote the Bible when he was debating with the Pharisees. He would quote the Bible when he was tempted by Satan, and he would quote the Bible simply when partying with his pals. He would quote the Bible all that time. And this is God we're talking about. Jesus is already God. He's already an infinite pool of wisdom. Yet even though he's an infinite pool of wisdom, he did not rely on his thoughts. He did not rely on his feelings. He did not rely on what was culturally accepted in that time, but rather relied on the scripture. He relied on the word of God. When Jesus was out there in, in the desert being tempted by Satan, you guys probably know the story, right? He was hungry, man. He was hangry for what I know, at least I know I would be. He was fasting, he was thirsty, he was hot because he was in the desert, he was lonely. If I was Jesus in that case, I would think to myself two things. Number one, why in the world did I put myself in this situation? And number two, I would just close my eyes and envision how I can go for some Chick-fil-A. I would envision walking into Chick-fil-A and saying, hey, can I have a number one, please, with the lemonade? But it's in those times when we are most vulnerable, when we are in most when we are most tired, when we are most hungry, that Satan comes to tempt us. And what example does Jesus provide? He leans on the scripture and what he memorized in order to get out of those situations. He does not lean on his smarts. He leans on the scripture. Guys, even though the moment that Jesus was in was full of temptation, Jesus had already filled himself with revelation. I'm going to say that again because this is a good one. Even though the moment was full of temptation, Jesus had filled himself with revelation. So let's ask for wisdom. Let's ask for revelation. Let's Let's study from the Bible and quote the Bible. And last but not at least, let's walk. And that's my third point today. Let's walk in the Holy Spirit. God knows that we are weak. God knows that we are broken. God is so merciful that not only did he give up his only son to die for our sin and to bring salvation, he also sent the Holy Spirit to dwell within us. The Holy Spirit has multiple, multiple roles in the life of the Christian, but today I specifically want to highlight that the Holy Spirit is a source of revelation, the Holy Spirit is a source of wisdom, the Holy Spirit is the source of power. God gives his followers the Holy Spirit so that we may know God better. The Holy Spirit is God's Spirit, so he knows the thoughts of God, he understands God's perspective, and he is here within us, dwells in us, in order to open our eyes to salvation and to our inheritance in Christ. But not just that. He's also here to guide us. He's also here to teach us. He's also here for as long as we ask for wisdom and study the Bible to have knowledge to tell us what to say in that particular moment, to tell us what to say on the interview, to tell me what to tell you guys right now, right here in Luke 12. Verse 12, we read, For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. We do not have to worry about what we're going to say. As long as we pray, as long as we read our scripture, the Holy Spirit will tell us what to pray. And you may be here and listen to the Solomon story and have the similar reaction that I had. I thought, there's no way in earth that I would have the cool mind to make a decision for that family's life, for that mother's life, and for that son's life. I wouldn't be able to do it. I'm here thousands of years later, and I'm thinking, man, if I can only be as wise as Solomon. And not only do I think if I could only be as wise as Solomon, I look around me and I'm thinking, man, that guy is so much smarter than me, that one is so much wiser than me, these people are so much more creative than me, who am I? I'm nothing. But this is not what the story is about. The story is not about how we are substandard to Solomon. What the story is about is that Solomon, just like us, was only human. He did not have any supernatural intelligence. He was not Einstein. He was only human and we have access to the same wisdom that he did through the power of the holy spirit amen the bible said that god will give us wisdom like a lamp to our feet when we take a flashlight and we point it somewhere, we can see the entire road forward, right? We can see kind of the entire journey. But God, but we don't need that. With God, all we need is a lamp to our feet. All we need is to know what our next step will be. We do not have to see far in advance. With a lamp, you can only see within your radius, right? So you only need to see that next step and have trust that God has got us covered, that he will tell us what's right and what's wrong. So God reveals what is the right decision to take, what is the right thing to say, what is the right prayer to pray, and just for studying scripture, asking for for wisdom, and walking with the Holy Spirit. And I have had many moments that I was so hopeless and so heartbroken that I did not know how to put letters into words or words into sentences, that I did not know how to speak to God even though I knew that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to speak with God. The Bible actually has a name for those. It calls it groanings of the heart. But the Holy Spirit that lives in us and through us provides wisdom in those type of times and provides wisdom in good times as well. It provides wisdom for us to know what to say, to know what to pray, to know how to encourage our colleagues or confront our friends if we need to, to know how to ask for forgiveness, how to be decisive at work, or how to be humble at home, how to be strong on all is lost, or how to remain faithful on what you feel like is giving up. But most important of it all, the Holy Spirit will give us wisdom how to be Christ to everyone around us. And I'm thankful today. I'm thankful that the goal is not to be smart, the goal is to be saved. I am thankful that while walking through this minefield called life, the Holy Spirit is there with me to navigate every single step of the way, to consult every decision, to deliver the courage that we need to live a bold, but most importantly, a wise life. Amen? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you today for what you are. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you, like in that little TikTok song, we thank you for, Lord, we thank you for sunshine and we thank you for rain. We thank you for joy and we thank you for pain. And today we want to pause from asking for all material things. We want to pause from asking for earthly things. What we want to ask you, Lord, today is for wisdom. Give us wisdom to know how to deal with the difficult situations that we are in. You know every single person in this room by their name. You know the struggles that we are going through. And I ask you, God, that you give us wisdom to deal with those. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing day.